0: Jerseys of Hope is a nonprofit committed to inspiring a sense of community and well being in hospitals through the donation of athletic jerseys to be worn by patients rooting for their favorite team. In the past seven years, Jerseys of Hope has given out over 2,000 jerseys to lift the spirits of hospital patients. They have impacted the needy in four countries and 11 states. Please visit jerseysofhope.org to learn more. We're so honored to partner with Jerseys of Hope and be a small part of the large impact they make. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. This is Caitlin. Each episode, my uncle Aaron interviews guests that are living their lives unscripted. The song you are hearing is the music from our dear friends, Tori and Shauna. You can find their music wherever you stream your favorite songs. For now from his studio, here's my uncle Aaron.
1: All right, welcome back to unscripted for my Jersey's of hope studios in Hilliard, Ohio. Speaking of Hilliard, Ohio, I'm rocking a Darby hat. I don't often do this because I'm a Davidson oh. guy, but my guest today, hey, will you introduce yourself and we will go from there? Absolutely. Well, first of all, go Panthers, Darby <laughs> alum right here. Well, my name is
2: Gerald Mercy and I serve as the pastor of Garden City Church with my wife, Lauren, and also part of the Rock City family, still pastoring at the Columbus Dream Center, uh, born and raised
1: here in central Ohio and just loving what, what God is doing in the city. Well, man, I couldn't, there's two things I could not wait to do one on Sunday was get out to that lobby. And I was praying you were going to be there because, because I couldn't wait to hug on your neck and just give you the biggest hug ever. Cause my man dropped just an incredible truth and word on Sunday and, and to get on here with you and just let people hear from you maybe post service because man, you dropped a lot of knowledge. So first of all, let's just start with you. Let's tell your story. Like just tell your story quickly, just so people can get to know you yeah. if they don't know you, cause I know you sometimes are at rock city and you just mentioned, you know, somewhere else. So like, just let, let us get to know you, man. Just tell your story a little bit. Okay. So like I said, I've been really in central Ohio since I was seven years
2: old. My family moved here from Mansfield. So not too far, about an hour north of Columbus. Uh, I always give honor to my father cause he he's really the the hero of my life. He overcame. Um, a crack cocaine uh, addiction, and uh, wow. the grace and, and strength of the Lord, and our family was able to reunite on the other side of, of his recovery, and that's what brought us to Columbus. And so I went to Hilliard Schools, graduated from Hilliard Darby in 2007, and uh, my father ended up becoming a pastor. Mm. This day, he serves um, in ministry. He uh, oversees the National Church Residences. He's the the, the lead chaplain there. And uh actually have a lot of uh, people that will come up to me just as I'm traveling throughout the city that he's had the honor and privilege to serve. And so that's really where my my roots and foundation comes from when it comes to uh, serving the Lord and, and just loving the Lord. Uh, if I fast forward to 20 years old, I fully surrendered my life to Jesus after being a knucklehead for quite some years and early on just got completely overwhelmed by the, the 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 grace and and power of the gospel and wanted to give my life to seeing other people experience the same thing. And so relatively, you know, quickly, relatively quickly, I, I ended up in ministry as a young adult pastor, helped with the school of ministry here in Columbus after getting my master's degree in Christian history and theology from Ashland, and then ended up serving at the Columbus Dream Center in 2017, and then got involved in some nonprofit work, some more community development work. And just saw just how God was moving in all of these different lanes, these different streams. And in light of even the message on Sunday, you know, it was actually in Israel in 2019 that I was visiting and I was just in my morning devotional time. And I felt the presence of the Lord so strong and his invitation for me to start a church uh, where these different streams, and all of these experiences that I had had over the last, you know, up to that point, 10 years and bring it all under one roof and start Garden City Church. And so reluctantly took about 10 months to fully submit to that invitation. And right in the middle of the pandemic in May of 2020, after having prayed into it for, like I said, almost a year, I got the blessing from our pastors, Chad and Katie Fisher of Rock City Church. And we we said yes to the Lord on Friday, uh, that was May 30th, 2020. And then Mm -hmm. May 31st, 2020, the very next day we were given two buildings. Mm-hmm. And we are in those buildings now, three years later, with a, a growing, thriving community going after God, seeing the gospel impact really the west side of Columbus and and the uh, the city at large. And we're having a blast doing it. And so that's a little bit about myself. My wife and I, we have four amazing children, twelve, ten, eight, and five. I cannot believe I have a seventh grader. How did this <laughs> but just loving life, man. And just chasing after God and, and his, you know, his purpose for our
1: lives. So you and I met through Rock City. yeah. And, and so I want to be very clear, uh, shout out Rock City, right? Yeah. I, I think that's been the lifeblood. That's how you and I met. And we're, we're on this today because you and I met years and years ago. And, and what I loved about you then, and what I still love about you is you have great vision. Yeah. And I think the first time you and I talked was about a vision that you had. And it's been so awesome to watch you grow and just, um, watch God just move in your life. And so it's awesome. So shout out rock city Absolutely. for everything they're doing. Absolutely. But I, so, but I do want to say garden city yeah. is, is doing some things. So let's talk about garden city for a minute because Honestly, my wife had a small group the other night and I walked out to get some snacks cuz I'm big. And so I was grabbing some snacks and and I heard somebody say we were thinking about checking out Garden City. Wow. Like so so tell what for anybody listening, again, shout out Rock City, love Rock City. Like right they, they we can all can be in the same place. It doesn't matter. So talk to about talk to me about Garden City for a minute. Yeah, so Garden City it's been a
2: really a beautiful journey. We started really as a group of just you know, young adults mainly that were gathering the first and third Tuesdays right. of month in my house. Uh, just, we called it the garden project. And at this point, I was still in all of those different leadership roles that I had mentioned. And we were just coming together to seek after God, in prayer and, and worship and the word. You know, we would have food and, and sometimes we would start at eight o'clock. Sometimes we'd start at nine o'clock. And people would be at our house till 12, one o'clock in the morning. Just going after the Lord. Eventually we had to tell people, Hey, we got kids, you know, we got school in the morning, go home, you know, but it was so beautiful and, and just really raw. And those, those early years were just powerful. So that was from 2018 up until we started the church in 2020, as that kind of small group grew, we would host prayer and worship gatherings at a local coffee shop once a month on Fridays And, and. that's really marked our, our journey as a, as a community is just the presence of the Lord and the word of the Lord and, and the fellowship that comes, you know, when, when those two things are the priority, God's presence and God's word. And so when it came to starting the church, we, we really had no clue what we were getting ourselves into. We, we just knew it was God's will. And so we Really gave our 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 humble yes and childlike faith to begin to move in that direction, and started to hear a lot of clarity about what God was asking of us, and what that has become over the years is a combination of a lot of different ministry streams that you typically see kind of independent of one another and at garden city we've we've just really you know found so much value in bringing those streams together. So practically, we have a hybrid model for our gatherings. We have worship celebrations or worship services twice a month—the second and fourth Sunday—and then we have home church gatherings that are all all throughout Columbus in multiple homes, living rooms, kitchen tables. That those take place the first and third Sunday of the month. So we don't make it easy for people when it comes figuring out you know when to show up where. But we found the value in those 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 two spaces both equally being. You know really elevated as as the primary spaces that we grow and and just really go deeper in our faith together in addition to that we have a house of prayer which is simply you know prayer meetings worship that's taking place in our sanctuary 6 a.m every day monday through friday 6 to oh. 8 a.m and then 12 p.m to 2 p.m every day monday through friday That's the engine that's been the fuel. It's probably the space that I personally, not probably, it is the space that I personally encounter the Lord the most where I I feel the the nearest to him. And if I ever had to choose between the prayer room or the pulpit, it would be an easy decision for me. It would be the prayer room, literally 10 times out of 10. And so that's been a joy for us. And then the other thing that's really significant about our journey these last three years has been the Eden center. Mm -hmm. And so. We were given two buildings. As I mentioned, the the building that operates the Eden Center used to be a daycare for 20 years. And when we got there, it looked like it had been a daycare for 20 years. <laughs> By the grace of God, we were able to raise uh, close to a quarter of a million dollars and renovate the space. And now it serves multiple purposes. Number one, you have incredible ministries like Out of Darkness fighting against you know sex exploitation and, and sex trafficking. You have ministries like The Bridge, which are pouring into Somali Bantu youth, teaching them how to read and write. You have ministries like Imperial Import and Export, which is social enterprise, selling coffee. Uh, So many different ministries, uh, nonprofits, and businesses that use the Eden Center as their primary headquarters. Mm -hmm. And then we also are able to use the Eden Center for after-school programs as we partner with the Columbus Dream Center and other ministries like that. And that has just been such a joy to see that, you know, go from concept to manifestation over these last, uh, you know, two years has been incredible. And we're seeing how God is really touching the west side and beyond as we partner with these ministries at a local level and really support, provide covering and resources to these ministries. It's, it's been incredible. So those are, those are the things that really make Garden City, you know, what, what, what it's become. We, we prioritize discipleship and equipping. And we're having a blast. We really are.
0: Hey, everyone, Caitlin again. Just Hoops Columbus provides basketball training and instruction to Central Ohio's basketball community. Just Hoops encourages players of all ages to develop different aspects of their game through shooting repetition on the shoot away gun, classes, clinics, camps, and professional training. Just Hoops has locations in Lewis Center and Dublin, Ohio. Find out more at justhoopscolumbus.com. Now back to today's interview.
1: So garden city seems to be like kind of the, you're the switchboard operator and this is going to be old school, but like back in the old days when operators would like take one plug and plug in another. And I, you know, I don't even know, you know what I'm talking about. Cause you probably had a cell phone from the, but, but back in the day, like people would literally say, where's that call going? And they would unplug it and they would plug it into where it needed to go. And so I feel like that's what garden city is, has become. Is that kind of a thing? Is it is like you have, and and again, I, I'm just so excited to watch you grow in this leadership and the vision that you had years ago when mm-hmm. you and I first connected. Yeah. Um, it, so when you grab that diploma at Hilliard Darby, yeah. rock, I'm rocking the hat, man. I'm That's rocking the hat. Rock. It's yeah. hard for me to rock the hat, but I do love the Carolina Blue. But when you grab that diploma, I bet you had no idea that God would place you in a place of being able to facilitate so much. And, and it has to be so rewarding beyond a paycheck. It's not a, even about a check anymore. It's yeah. just about like, I don't want to speak for you, but I know I've witnessed this in your life is I've watched you facilitate so many amazing connections. All the stuff you just talked about, man, that's that's all for something far greater than where we are today. Like you're, you're, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're making heaven full as Rock City says. Mm. You're you're creating relationships and opportunities and just so life-giving what you're doing. I don't know, man. I'm just so proud of you.
2: Yeah. So you hit it on the head. I mean, when I was 17, I graduated uh, from Darby. I, I really had no direction. I knew mm-hmm. I needed to make money. I knew I needed to get a degree. Uh, I started going to Franklin University online and, and taking evening classes while working retail jobs at Tuttle Mall. Uh, <laughs> and... You know, my my path was was basically undefined. It was just make money, get a get a degree. Everything changed when I encountered the Lord. I had a friend who I played football with at Darby, who graduated a couple years before I did, and at this time I was actually working as a general manager of what was Urban Active at the time, and then it mm. became LA Fitness, and now it's mm-hmm. East Florida. And so I had, you know you know, success, if you will, early on, 18 years old, general manager, you know, making close to six figures between my salary and the bonuses and all the things. And I thought I was doing everything right, but my life was empty with, with, Mm. you know, just chasing after success in that way with no other purpose other than being successful, was still struggling with drugs and alcohol. And I, I just really Didn't know how empty I was until that encounter with my friend Sheldon and I hadn't seen him in like two or three years. And he comes into the gym and he's looking for membership and I'm just so excited to see him. I'm like, Hey man, we should hang out and, you know, go smoke weed and do all these things that we used to do. And he just looked at me with, with these eyes of just, just conviction. And he said, I don't do that anymore. I follow Mm -hmm. Jesus. And I'm like, what? And I would have told you I was a believer at the time. I never denied Jesus Christ, but I definitely wasn't living for Jesus Christ. And there was something about his conviction and his confidence that I knew that he had experienced real change. And I I had to figure out what happened to him. And and next thing you know, I'm sitting on his couch a couple of weeks later from 9.30 p.m. to 6.30 in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, six hours later, and God encountered me. And Mm. I just, I just. I'll never forget it. July 27th, 2009. I knew at that moment it was going to be full surrender to Jesus. And I wasn't looking back. And by his
1: grace, 14 years later, you know, I'm I'm still chasing after the Lord. And you are chasing after the Lord. And so, uh, all right, before we move to the next segment, because uh, you dropped a sermon on Sunday that I guarantee, I don't know how many people attend Rock City. Let's just say 3,000 people. Who knows how many people watch on TV and We'll stream it this week. And I know a lot of people have probably shared because, man, you dropped wisdom in in a time where we needed to hear your message. It's one of the most important messages I've heard. So before we get to that, what are the links of the things we've talked about right now? Where can they find your church? Where can they find you? So let's go through the links because we're about to get into some really deep talk and and maybe some follow-up, like a post-Rock City sermon. So where can people find you?
2: Yeah, so GardenCityChurch.tv, all spelled out, GardenCityChurch.tv is where you can get plugged into everything happening at Garden City. And then for me personally, um, my full name with my middle initials, because me and my dad share our first and last name, but Gerald, Gerald Gerald D.A. Murphy. If you just put Gerald D.A. Murphy, Facebook, Instagram,
1: you'll you'll find me. So you didn't say Twitter, because I'm a Twitter guy, and you know that. So, so is <laughs> yeah, that no, I, it? I just never use it. <laughs> All right. All right. So the jam, so what's your jam? What's your jam? Like what's your, so go to social media.
2: Definitely Instagram.
1: Yeah, Instagram. All right. So, and, and one more time on Instagram, where can they find you? Gerald D.A. Murphy. All right. Go find my guy. Cause we're about to get deep. So.
0: Hey everyone. This is Caitlin again. One of the biggest questions you receive is how do you make money on a podcast? The answer that my uncle gives is you don't. We set up unscriptedmerch.com to be a warehouse for products and partners to sell merch and beer item. Each purchase helps this podcast find out more and order some merch at unscriptedmerch.com. Use code unscripted20 and receive 20% off all of your order. Now let's get back to today's episode.
1: All right, brother. I couldn't wait to come out and hug on your neck because I, and I told you this, I whispered it in your ear. And you did a lot of study and work, mm-hmm. and we are in a time where, like I, I just think a lot of us are so uneducated, myself mm-hmm. included. I have no idea, I think I know. And there were so many dude, you you packed so much into how long how long was the sermon? So what was the clock? How much was, was the, how, was, what was the shot clock? It was fifty minutes. Wow. so you so you had fifty minutes on the shot clock. Yes, to sir. get that sermon in, and we used all fifty you used all 50 bro and, and seriously there was so much scripture yeah and so much history like you packed every ounce into that 50 minutes Thanks, sir and that's why I wanted to get on with you again too was like cuz a lot of people were like oh man it was so good but it was a lot it was a yeah. lot and 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 that wasn't a complaint i think it was just people have you know we take things in 15 second tiktoks <laughs> right and that that like that's That's our massive consumption at this point. And so that was like drinking through a fire hose, but man, everything you said was so important. And for those of us that follow what's happening in the world, um, we knew where right where you were, I was connected with you the entire time because I'm aware, but a lot Mm -hmm. of people aren't. And so you packed a lot into the 50 minute shot clock. (laughs) So how long did it take you to study for that? Yeah,
2: that's a great question you know i think there's a few things to consider and and i'll share this briefly but you know i, I want to recognize that that i'm just a, a regular you know lover of jesus like everybody sure. else sure and for me i hadn't had a lot of exposure to what the bible said about israel one way or the other early on in my walk i was actually in a bible study at the church that that i was attending at the time and that was you know really foundational for my 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 adult walk with the Lord, and the sermon had nothing to do with Israel. I was just attending the Bible study like everybody else, and as i'm trying to listen to the pastor, I keep seeing Romans one or sorry romans 1126 in my mind mm. over and over and over you know, and I had no clue what it said, and so after the you know fifth or sixth time just seeing this this verse and in my mind and my spirit, I went to it. And it's the first time I read the words, and all Israel will be saved. Mm. I had nowhere to put that in my theology. I had nowhere to put that in my understanding of, of just my faith and Christianity. But I just remember in that moment feeling overwhelmed in my heart to pray for the salvation of Israel. That's all I felt like God was inviting me into. This would have been probably in 2012, 2012 or 2013. And so when you ask, how long did it take to study? I can genuinely say it's been a decade of just diving into that invitation to pray for God's heart for Israel. Mm. Mm. And, and so when I was actually texting pastor Chad, it was really just about coming to share with the staff of rock city. Cause we, we, uh, had our staff retreat in the summer and, and, uh, there was a desire to have a conversation on just how to, how to pray more effectively. And it was a follow-up really to that conversation, in light of what was happening in Israel, and that's where Pastor Chad gave the invitation to come and actually preach. Mm. But I can tell you, Aaron, that it was almost as if the last ten years made sense in that moment, <laughs> because now there was this history with God praying for his heart for Israel, studying the scripture pertaining to Israel, its relationship to the church today, to its relationship to the nations that that was really coming to a head in light of the war. And so when it came time to begin to prepare that message, I just began to write, write down the scriptures that I've been praying over the last 10 years. And, and, you know, the areas that I felt were most, you know, specifically related to just, just what a believer who was beginning their journey of understanding how they should relate to Israel and what, what God has said, referencing the church in Israel and the nation, specifically the hostility with the Arab nations. And where did that come from? How did that start? And and then from there, it was really trying to bring in the the current history from what took place October 7th with the attack in Israel from Hamas and fitting those things together. How do we take the biblical history, right? The 4,000 year biblical history, what God has already said, and how do we allow that to help be the lens through which we see the current events and I would be remiss to, to you know not acknowledge the fact that I'm leaning on Pastor Chad's insight. I'm leaning right. on uh, right. Pastor Todd Mera's insight. Uh, I want to shout out uh, Rabbi Howard Silverman of Beth Messiah. This is a, a, a community right here in Columbus that is a, a community of Messianic Jews, which are Jews that believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And I, I sent my outline to Rabbi Howard Silverman and got his insight. Uh, we have dear friends that are are part of a community called Faith Hope Love House of Prayer Pastor Priscilla Juan her and her family with with passionate passionate you know hearts for for Israel and so it, it was really a collective effort Brian Williams of Hope City House of Prayer uh, who has been leaning into this topic for years as well and, and so when I was standing up there on Sunday I really felt like I was standing up there on behalf of yeah. the Church of Columbus you know under the leadership of Pastor Chad and Katie but but just really representing the heart of so many in our city that had been praying for Israel before the war ever happened. And I think that's the key, because when you know God's word, you can pray God's heart. And that, that's what it's about. When you know God's word, you can pray God's heart. If you don't know God's word, you can't pray his heart because he's revealed his heart through his word. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's really what went into
1: preparing for Sunday. Well, and again, I'll give a shout out to Chad as well. Cause I, I leaned over to my daughter in some crazy world. This is not a plug for my podcast in some crazy world. Just weeks ago, I did a interview with a guy that did a story on the national, Ge- on national geographic about the dome in, in Jerusalem. Wow. And how important this piece of real estate is. And, and again, I'm not plugging my podcast. I'm saying like, I didn't know, we don't know. Like we, we know it's hostile we know it's important like i think most of us go through life knowing that yeah god mentioned it it's in the bible a lot and it's important and we worry about the last days and like we we literally don't have a clue and mm-hmm. then so when something happens and so i interviewed this guy about just what's under that dome that that rock and how it's important to like three separate religions mm-hmm. and what they believe about it it's just incredible like we don't have a clue about that real estate, the entire geography. And so Mm -hmm. when you came out there with such conviction, such truth, and it was a lot, I mean, you had to hammer a lot under that, you know, 50 minute shot clock, you had to get it all in and you did. There wasn't anything you said that I was like, "Mm, I'm not sure about that. Like you, there was history, there was truth and there was love. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to tell you was, I thought it was so important when you said we need to pray for the churches in Israel, yes, in Gaza we've got people we've got I hate to use this phrase, but boots on the ground, yeah, we've got people in that region, and you know, I mean, I love what you just said so much about what God, you know we need to pray God's heart and what his truth is, and i I'm, I just paraphrase it, and I did it worse than you said it but but you know what I'm saying, like, gosh, when you said that, I was like, whew, like like we, we can't control world issues we we, yeah. we have zero control but we can pray and yes. i loved what you said that too like the one thing we can do is pray and god's been very clear about that man i'm just i i could literally recite so many things you said because i watched the nine and then i attended the 11. wow <laughs> and i wanted to attend the 11 because i couldn't wait to get the lobby to say thank you man that 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 was a lot and it's a very important topic and you covered it well man i'm just so proud of you for that no i appreciate it and and i think
2: That's a part of what is so important right now is that we don't let the the news captivate us in a way that 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 really continues to to what I would even say is is keep us from the intentional pursuit of what God has already said. There's a lot going on right now. And it's it it's so easy to be almost paralyzed by just the, the the reality of what's taking place in Israel and in, in Gaza, and as I said in the message, our hearts shouldn't break for the loss of all innocent life. I mean, we Amen. we should be mourning with those who mourn right now, weeping with those who weep on on both fronts in Israel and and in Gaza. But we can't allow it to paralyze us. And what I mean by that is, if we only if our only understanding of of Israel and Arab you know people and Gaza is what's happening on the news right now it seems hopeless right right but if right. our understanding is supported if it's undergirded by the word of god and his faithfulness his commitment to the people of israel and his faithfulness and his commitment to the people of of the the arab nations the palestinians in gaza specifically if we know what he has said over that region over those people groups then we can have hope and we're no mm. longer paralyzed by fear. We're no longer paralyzed by just this particular conflict. Um, but, but we see things in a much broader light. And doing that work is so important for every believer. Now, I don't expect this from the world. I expect right. non-believers. I expect those that are unsaved to only be able to show up to the table and have debates and arguments about who's right and who's wrong and, 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 and who's you know the victim and, and all those kinds of things. I expect that from the world, but for the church, we can't afford to reduce this conversation to, to those terms. We we've got to approach this, this reality through God's promises, his leadership and his faithfulness to bring peace and restoration through the gospel of his son, Jesus Christ, period. Mm -hmm. And again, that doesn't inform apathy. That should not inform indifference to the current pain and loss and suffering but it should it should allow us to sh- show up to the table as we mourn, as we weep, as we allow our hearts to break, but with great hope and mm. with great expectation because we know what our God has said and we know that he's going to be faithful to do it.
1: So before we say anything else, uh, Rock City Church is, it, I should know this link, rockcitychurch.tv. And it, they yes. have an app. They have, is it rockcitychurch.tv? They're on yeah. YouTube. Like you can find this. Just go search Rock City Church Hilliard, Ohio you will find your sermon. And please, please please go listen to that sermon and you will understand why it was so important for me to get Gerald home as possible because he covered a lot and it's really important. And I want people to hear that. That being said, I think I want to get into some granular detail if you don't mind in a second, but I do think it's important to understand that we, like, we, I'm a TikTok abuser. I'm sorry, don't at me. I watch a lot of TikTok. And our for you page, and that's why I love what you said, our for you page is going to be influenced by where we're at in the world, because it's just creepy how they dig into all your stuff, right? And I know that it's just terrible. but but my for you page is filled with a lot of content. and so mm-hmm. my my opinion is formed, therefore, by my for you page. And if people use Instagram stories, you're getting the same thing. If people use Instagram reels, you're getting the same thing. your Twitter is the same way. Actually, not since Elon took over, but most anyway, you know what I'm saying? Social media in general is going to be influenced by kind of where you're at. Yeah. And you're going to be spoon fed things. And isn't that so the enemy mm-hmm. to take this technology that could be amazing? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if we just used it for good? Right. But, but, but instead, the enemy is going to do what he does and he takes this technology. And he informs us, to your point, um, both through our local TV channel or our fifteen thirty second reels, our opinion begins to f- be formulated. And now we're seeing it in so many other ways. And so that's why I thought it was so important what you said, and I appreciated what you said about, do you want to take your news from your for you page? Or do you want to see it here? What God said? Yeah. And you stood there yeah. bold as can be bold as a lion, man. And said, "This is what God said: <laughs> like put down your phone, walk away, unplug, whatever you got to do. But this is what God said." So, all right, let me ask you a couple of just granular questions. Be, for those that don't understand, my daughter is. We're walking through the parking lot. My daughter said, "Okay, I don't understand. You said Messianic. You have a friend that's a Messianic Jew that that you uh, had a cookout with, and yeah. you know, right? So, and so I'm trying to explain this, Turk. Can you explain just for anyone listening?" What's the difference between, uh, the Jewish faith and this may be a really difficult conversation, but, but the quick overview between, uh, what Jewish people believe and what messianic Jewish people believe and what we believe. Sure. Like, is there a quick, like 15 second
2: thing? You can really just base the distinctions around the person of Jesus. And here's how I'll break it down. Right now, if you consider yourself a, a Jew. What you're saying more than likely is that you practice not only the faith of Judaism, the religion of Judaism, but that you ethnically are also a a Jewish person right you you have a mother who was also a Jew. you are a Jew based upon your ethnicity it's the the people group from which you come and for the majority of of our conversations, that's really what we're describing when we say jew. now there are Jews that that practice Judaism are not necessarily connected from a ethnic perspective. They're, they're not, they're not Jewish as it pertains to their cultural identity and, and so forth. And so from a religious perspective, the difference between a, a Jew and a Messianic Jew is simply, if you are a Messianic Jew, you are a Jew that believes that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. You believe the gospel is real. You believe that. Jesus died on the cross, that he rose from the grave three three days later, and that he is the Savior. He is the Lord. All of the Old Testament scriptures that talk about the Messiah, Jesus is the fulfillment of those scriptures, and he is who all of those scriptures were pointing to. That is what you believe if you are a messianic Jew. Now, if you are a, a Christian, it just simply means that, that you are a believer in Jesus Christ that does not have a Jewish background, and that just would best be described as a Gentile. A Gentile is any people group that is not uh, Jewish. So you have two groups in scripture. You have Jews and Gentiles. Very simple. Jews are those that have a, a Jewish ethnicity background, come from the Jewish people group. Gentiles are everybody else. Everybody else. No matter where you come from in the world, if you are not Jewish, you're a Gentile. And so for the church, we are comprised of Gentile nations that have put our faith in Jesus Christ. Um, The same Messiah that the Old Testament was telling the children of Israel was coming, we've now put our faith in him. And so we've been grafted into the promises to the covenant family that originated with Abraham, his descendants, the children of Israel, etc. And and so that's the best way to, to understand it. And what's so special about the Messianic Jewish faith is, if you think about it in this way, it, it's, it's the Messianic Jews that brought us in, right? So who was a Messianic Jew? Paul, who, who was a Messianic Jew? The disciples, the first few thousand believers. The church was comprised of Jews that believed that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And that's where the gospel began to spread was through the witness of Jews that said, Jesus Christ is the Messiah we've been waiting on. He is the savior and he is the Lord. And so we've been benefiting from the witness of Messianic Jews for the last 2000 years. And that's really important to understand in this storyline. And now here we are 2000 years later, and there is an increase, a, 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 a growth of Jews that are, that are putting their faith in Jesus Christ. I want to shout out a a worship group for those that would just, you know, find value in this Solu Israel, S-O-L-U Israel, YouTube Solu Israel. These young people, they're probably millennials and younger are just modeling in my opinion, what it looks like to behold the Lord, to lift up worship and praise in the midst of, of, of chaos and war and trouble. These are Jews that believe in Jesus and they also bring in Arab uh, Mm -hmm. Christians. To their worship sets, and you know they travel to Asian countries, and they'll worship with 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 Asians that believe in Jesus. But if you look up Solu Israel, you will be so encouraged that we're literally seeing Messianic Jews lead the way in worship and praise to Jesus uh, as Messiah. It's so powerful, Uh, but this isn't new. We are benefiting from the witness of Messianic Jews going all the way back, like I said, to the disciples and Paul and the first several thousand believers that made up uh, the Church of Jesus Christ from day one.
0: Hey everyone, this is Caitlin. Did you know that the Unscripted Podcast is a part of a larger group called the Unscripted Collective? The Unscripted Collective is a team committed to building websites, podcast coaching, and even has a merchandise warehouse. For podcasters and organizations, find out more at myunscripted.com. Reach out today to find out how we can help you in your organization too. Visit myunscripted.com. Now let's go back to today's interview.
1: And I've taken a ton of your time. I'm going to hit you with some rapid fire. And so you got like one to two sentences on this. Should we care about Israel right now?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. One to two sentences. Absolutely. So
2: this is what people have to understand that in God's redemptive purpose and plan, he is going to bless the nations through the fulfillment of his prophetic destiny for the people of Israel. And we have seen the fruit of that as it pertains to the word of God coming from the children of Israel, the the commandments, going back to Moses, the fruit of that when it comes to Jesus, the Messiah, coming from the people of Israel, and as I mentioned, the first several thousand believers of the church, and God is not done with the people of Israel, and so For the fullness of God's redemptive purpose and plan, not only do the nations come into faith and salvation, but Israel comes into faith and salvation. And if we take the word serious, we take the great commission serious, seeing the gospel go to the ends of the earth, we're going to care about this. And we're going to pray. That was like three
1: sentences. Can't help it. I love you, man. No, seriously. No, thank you. And I don't mean to lighten anything that you just said, because it is very important. All right. So should we be worried? You know, I think we should always have a sober-minded
2: approach to what's happening in the earth because it's filled with brokenness and pain and, and suffering and the Bible doesn't, you know, pretend that that's not the case. But the promise of God, the promise of Jesus is that we can have peace even in the midst of it all. How do we pray? Uh, We pray for God's will. This is how Jesus taught us to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And. That's a powerful prayer. you know. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's two things about that prayer. It requires submission and it requires humility, uh, which means we're submitting to God, his wisdom, his leadership, his will, but we're also doing it in humility because we know that we don't have the answers, only he does.
1: And I love what you just said, because I, I, I want to say that because I think we do. I watch TikToks all night and I think I'm smart like you know say like i i think i because i watch tiktoks i think i all of a sudden understand what's happening over in the middle east and i don't just because i watch tiktoks so it is important it does take humility to say okay just because i watch t- you know tiktoks doesn't mean that i have a clue what's happening so as a dad and as a husband and a protector provider when you see what's happening in the world what's your prayer for your family yeah
2: for my family, really, my prayer is that all of these things would be used to bring my children closer to the Lord, Mm. that it would make the Bible really the the source of of their understanding, the source of their, you know, answers for for questions, for difficult questions. And I mean, talk about just a a great setup for a family Bible study. You know, when when things like this happen, everybody's looking for answers and including our children and to be able to, Point to the news and say, hey, let's go to the kitchen table and open up our Bibles. Let me tell you what's going on. Man, I mean, I think families need to be taking advantage of this moment in a very rich way to legitimize and
1: validate in the eyes and minds of their children how important the Bible is. So I'll never forget, and I have to mention this really quick. Uh, I was in when Desert Storm happened mm-hmm. way back in the day, right? But this is even before 9-11. Anytime there's any conflict in the Middle East, I think everybody goes to Armageddon. Like your mind immediately goes, oh my gosh, this is it. This is Jesus coming. And I was in a, you know, people know I'm an intramural champion. And so I was actually, I had an intramural game, (laughs) but I'll never forget, like people were actually coming to watch intramurals because there's not a lot to do in Mount Vernon, Ohio. And so I I remember looking over and seeing people on the sidelines and they all had their little Walkman headsets on because I'm old, Gerald. So (laughs) I'm old, but, but, but people were listening to like the radio and updates on what was happening in the Middle East. And it was like, I think we're constantly afraid and worry. And anytime anything happens in the Middle East, all the Christians immediately. But at the end of the day, I think you said it so well about our news and all those things. At the end of the day, we just got to trust Jesus and trust God Mm -hmm. and his plan for humanity. And that was so powerful how you said that on Sunday. Like, we we just got to pray. And we got to pray for the people that are there. Yes, And I love so much what you said about, because we're seeing this now, it's, the, the enemy's using this as an, as a way to even splinter us here in America, even more as if we yeah. weren't already divided. We, you know, he, he's still on the throne. Amen. He's still on the throne and his word is still very, very true. And, uh, the people that he has entrusted with his word, like you, um, we need to listen to, you know, again, and I'm not saying you're an expert, I, I know, I just, but I did want people to know you're, you have studied, you're not coming up there just with a cliche sermon. Yeah. Uh, man, you've studied, and I love how passionately and, tr- and truthful you delivered the word on Sunday.
2: Thank you, brother Aaron. It's, it's, it's been an amazing journey. I, like I said, you know, I really see myself as a son of this city and, and the Church of Columbus and... Uh, just seeing how God is bringing the people of God together, bringing his sons and daughters together through the power of prayer and worship and just Jesus really being exalted as the leader. He is the good shepherd. He is the chief apostle. He is the great high priest. He is the savior of the world, the king of kings. And, you know, we're coming up on Christmas and we're going to all be reading Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, wonderful counselor, everlasting father, prince Prince of peace. Amen. And I just feel like God is setting up the world, you know, to see the worth and beauty of Jesus, his leadership, his kingdom, like, like it was always meant to be seen. But I, I just, I know that the Lord is going to redeem the suffering. He's going to redeem the, the pain. He's going to redeem the, the, the loss. And I believe that redemption looks like truly a, a, a people all around the world coming into the revelation of, of Jesus Christ and his salvation. And that's, That's my prayer going into the holiday season and and my prayer for Israel, my prayer for Palestine, my prayer for the Arab nations, that Jesus Christ would be received as Lord and Savior and in that his peace and kingdom would rule and reign.
1: Mm. Can you give me the links one more time? Because I want people to know you like I know you and and just just love you uh, as much as I do.
2: Absolutely. So gardencitychurch.tv. And then on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Gerald D.A.
1: Murphy. Gerald D.A. Murphy. Just not on Twitter. It's not on Twitter. Man, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you coming on so quick. And I think a lot of people that were there at Rock City, shout out Rock City again, rockcitychurch.tv, I believe it is. You know, shout out. Please go find the sermon. You can find it on YouTube and all of their channels as well, their app. Please go do that because my guy put a lot of time, effort, prayer, and work into that and delivered it. Uh, as as it needed to be delivered. I'll say it one more time. I'm so proud of you. I love you,
2: to Thank you. I love you. Thank you so much. God bless. All right, brother. Thanks for coming on.
1: Absolutely.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of The Unscripted Podcast. Make sure to review and share wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps out our mission to encourage everyone to live life unscripted. Until next time, keep living life unscripted.